Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. A quick shout out to Thomas, our newest patron coming in at the $1 level. Thank you, Thomas. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hey. Dave. What's up? And Tori. Hello, Internet. And every week we start out with good thing. So, Craig, start us off. What's your good thing? So, I don't know if I mentioned this one before, uh, but it's it's a free-to-play game. I, I use the term loosely. Uh, it's more of a novel, an interactive novel. Let's go with that. Um, by Christine Love called Digital A Love Story. It takes place in the 80s. You have an old school computer that connects to the bulletin board system, and it's a love story. And that's that's all I really say, because I don't want to reveal too much. But it's neat. It has a neat like aesthetic to it, because you, know, you connect with your modem. You log into the bulletin board system, you repost, you, you reply. You don't get to see your replies, but you do get to see the post. And then there's a big thing that happened, and there's a story, and it's pretty cool. And it takes like an hour. So it's good stuff. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but that'll be my good thing. You have never mentioned that before. Okay. Well, it is free, as I mentioned. And uh, she has made other games that are related to that series, and plus there are spinoffs. It's, it's, lots of novel type interactive novel things but uh, I would say that's the first if you want to check it out it's free cool uh, alright Dave what's yours okay before I talk about my good thing from this week I have to touch up on a previous good thing I just listened to the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast episode and I was talking about FTL and I mistakenly said that you play as Imperials. And I know it's by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be long past the point where I can prevent angry Facebook comments. But in FTL, you do not play as Imperials. You play as the Federation. So less bad guys from Star Wars, more good guys from Star Trek. So I just wanted to correct myself. But you are but still fighting against this- Rebels. But you're fighting against Rebels, right? Yes. So. That has not changed. Okay, so my good thing for this week is Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise. It is a comic book series, a little short comic book series with three episodes. In fact, there are multiple comic book series of Avatar The Last Airbender that take place directly after season three of the animated cartoon show. And it is phenomenal. It's got the same kind of action, the same kind of sense of humor, the same characters. You can hear their voices coming off the pages to read it. It's it's just an extension of the cartoon show, which, if you don't know by now, I'm telling you, the cartoon is one of the greatest things to come out in the last 10, 15 years. So, watch the cartoons if you haven't, and then read the comic books. Absolutely watch the series. Yes. No question. I will, I will third a watch Avatar The Last Airbender. It it also, it kind of bridges the gap between The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. In The Promise, we have, it starts off with Zuko 
making Aang promise him that if Zuko ever turns into his father, that Aang will end him. And, you know, the during this time, they have this thing called the Harmony Restoration Movement, where they're removing the Fire Nation colonies out of the Earth Kingdom. And the Fire Nation, some of the Fire Nation colonies from the beginning of the war have been there for about 100 years. And there are generations of interbred Fire Nation, Earth Nation families, and they have to try to figure out what's best for both nations and for the individual denizens of the colony. So there you go. A little rundown of what it's about. Cool. Uh, Alright, my good thing this week is a webcomic called Girl Genius. Uh, it is by Phil and Kaya Foglio, um, who, if you're me... You originally knew of them from Magic the Gathering card art. Uh, if you're not me, then you probably know of them from this. Uh, it is a webcomic about adventure, romance, and mad science. Um, I don't want to go too much because there's a lot of story and it's really easy to spoil things. Um, but yeah, there are mad scientists. It's wonderful. Check it out. Uh, the archives go back to, like, 2004, so there's a lot. It's been posting, like, three pages a week since 2004. So, yeah. All right, Tori? Okay, so my good thing this week is something my husband showed me on his phone this morning. I assume it was on the front page on Reddit. I don't know. It's called The Marble Olympics. Uh, there's a guy with YouTube channel, Gels Marble Runs, that's J-E-L-L-E apostrophe S, Marble Runs, and he has a little channel dedicated to the Marble Olympics. He takes marbles, uh, and he divides them into teams based on their color and appearance. It puts them in these little obstacle courses and makes them race. And it's like the Olympics. <laughs> and it's strangely compelling. <laughs> I, like, I understand that they're just marbles. They are inanimate objects in a tube shoot. But, oh man, I was rooting for that blue one. And <laughs> No, no, absolutely. I got into this, like, a few months ago. Same reason. They're just, it just popped up on my feed and I started watching all of it. The quality's so well done. I know. It's like we're watching a real Olympics. Like, wh whoever does the yes. voiceover work, like, I, like, he is what I want to be like when I commentate races. I'm like, how, how yes. he does it, and this is marbles that he's talking about. How he does it is how I need to learn how to commentate. He can keep no, it, it interesting and interesting and he explains exactly what's happening. At each, it was each yes. point. It was cute and it was entertaining. And at one point, there was shoots malfunctioned, and so one of the marble races, um, like one of the teams, got stopped in the middle of the race. And he's got. There are stands where there are little extra marbles, like they're the audience, and the audience was booing and calling shenanigans about <laughs> this shoot malfunction and like they they had a little riot and like this this team's fans got kicked out of the stadium and i don't even know it was <laughs> what? i no, laugh so, i love every time the o rangers come up because in the background there's oh 
cool because they're they're yes. ch- there's the one guy who's always like that every time Mo Ranger <laughs> is part of it. It's so good, D- Dave. I think you would love it if you've never seen it. You gotta watch it. I will. Um, Tori links it. So. Yeah, there's so many. They're, they're actually he's been doing it for a few years now. Um, they're they're redoing the very first Olympics that they did, which was I think 2016, because yeah. the new one is starting. Uh, in a couple months, and that's exciting because uh, I got a root for. Uh, I, I'm I'm a Midnight Wisp fan. That, that that's my my favorite team. So gotta gotta sh- root for them. But yeah, yeah there, there's whole Olympics for 2016 and 17 and 18, and the 2019 qualifier was the video I just watched this morning. That was that was my first introduction to them. And um, so that was the qualifying round and the actual Olympics, I think he said start in April. So fun stuff. All right. Um, Dave, I believe you read some chapters this week. Okay. Before we get into the chapters, I want to touch up on a couple of things that I've posted in discord this week. Uh, First of all is uh, a fan art of one of the characters of uh, Well of Ascension. It oh, is yeah. a fan art of Zane. And that was I just really want good. to know what you I I guess you can post it on social media when this episode comes out. <laughs> and I just want to know what uh, you guys think. Uh, Craig and Mike and Tori, what did you think he's, of my fan art? He's wearing Converse sneakers. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's an emo kid. He's an emo kid with the hair in front of his yeah. eye. <laughs> but you like, can still see his eye because it's anime. You can see his eye behind his hair. That's how anime works. Yeah, that's true. He has like a uh, mullet thing going on there. And yeah, so notice uh, he on his left hip, right from our perspective, on Zane's left hip, you can see his vial of metals. And on the right, we have a coin pouch. And he's holding a dagger in his right hand. And on his left wrist, you, you can see some slits because he cuts his wrist. But the slits are horizontal because, you know, he's not suicidal. He only slits to, to shock his system to state his craziness. So that's why they're horizontal and not along the arm. Yep. Uh, for that's for those of you listening along at home, assuming that I haven't found some way to post this along with the episode, probably a safe bet. Put um, it on Twitter. Whatever it is you're imagining in your head right now, that's exactly what the art <laughs> looks like. <laughs> no, no, no. Whatever you're imagining in your head right now, you need to dial that back like at least four degrees. That's what it looks like. All right. Chapters. Okay, uh, I also did want to mention another theory that didn't really fit in with these chapters, so I'll mention it first. And my theory is that maybe gilded with silver means that Vin's earring is coated with both silver and gold. So I'm going to give Brandon a pass on that. Are you? Because I think it's just a mistake. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when it when the material of Vin's earring becomes important. We'll see. Gold so comes I think play. Mike had a guess as to what one of your bullet points will be. Oh yeah, was it for chapter which chapter or uh, for chapter forty two? And I'll wait okay. until after I hear your bullet points. I want to see if I'm right. No, you gotta say first. I have mm. them written down already. No, that might spoil things. You do your thing. I'll let you know if it's right. right. It's written down, so Tori and oh. Craig can keep me honest. We will here. all let you know. You we have it written down in the know. secret channel that I can't see. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, chapter 42. Ellen, Ham, Demo, and some off-duty soldiers plan to collect firewood from mansions and keep Ska warm in tenement houses. 
Ellen realizes that Set is forcing an alliance between himself and Luthadel. Why is Set so desperate? How insane is Ham feeling? So this is the first half of half of chapter forty-two. Ellen still has the respect of most of the Scots, but being off by the council and not being reelected. And he has a plan to help the sky out in whatever way he can, keep them warm during the winter. He's going to break down some of the flammable materials from the mansions. And uh, he needs some soldiers to kind of help him move the sky along. So I think they kind of took up residence in some of the empty mansions from the old noble houses. But they're freezing, so they're going to tear those down and keep them together in tenement houses to keep them warm through the winter. And Ellen's, you know, just in doing the work, is kind of contemplating his navel and thinks about Set and why is Set here? And Set is kind of taking the risk that Ellen and Straff won't team up and kick his butt, but uh, rather that Set is trying to force an alliance so that Ellen will protect him from Straff. And uh, we'll see uh, if, uh, you know, Set and his army, uh, uh, it doesn't, well, we'll we'll finish up with the rest of the bullet. All right, here's the uh, second half of Chapter 42. A Granny Hilda, the most German passball guard on, Ellen visits Jostes in the Kolos camp. Ellen and Jostes share a friendly drink. Ellen stabs Jostes in the shoulder. <laughs> What's in the Kolos pouches? Ellen straight up kills a dude. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ellen hears about these pass walls that help people escape from the city, and Ham is acquainted with one of them, Granny Hilda, who's, it's like the most German name. Everybody's name is so French in this, except for hers. She's German. And she helps Ellen get out of the city, and is kind of shocked to hear that he wants to come back in. <laughs> so he goes to visit Justice Legal, his old friend, from one of the old noble houses or the collapse. Justice Legal, or in English, Justice Legal. He's he's a Phoenix Wright's grandson. <laughs> right? <laughs> he belongs right in that universe. <laughs> Justice Legal. So, you know. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Ellen is like, hey, Justice, what about all that philosophy we did? And Justice like, grow up, pal. And Ellen's like, okay, and stabs him in the shoulder. And the, the Kolos are so, they admire violence to the point where when Ellen attacks their supposed ruler, they just stand and watch. Just watch. They don't even cheer anybody on. They're just like, okay, they're attacking each other. They're just like us. <laughs> And he notices that these Kolos have all these little pouches. And when a Kolos kills another, he gets all the pouches. And he's like, what's going on? What's in those pouches? There's got to be some big secret. And so Ellen uh, finds the least threatening Kolos, which is still pretty threatening, that he can find. And manages to win a fight with him and straight up kills him, I think. He stops moving. I guess he killed him. I'm not, I'm not going to assume that this... Polos is going to come back and spend on Ellen, whatever. So anyway, he grabs him, takes the pouch, opens it up, and there are coins inside, and Ellen should not be surprised that uh, Lical is uh, buying loyalty the old-fashioned way with money. Although later on we find out that the coins are wood. They're gilded wood. <laughs> with silver. 
They're uh, they're like painted wood. So I don't know if they have any actual metal in them. Which legit gilded this time. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if they're it's real gold or just gold paint, but uh, it's it might matter later on because they might have all these pouches and they might end up fighting Alamancers. And also an interesting thing, and not in one of the bullet points I wrote down, but uh, it it did pop out at me, and it does come up later in chapter forty four that the Colas are they seem to be in a state where they're trying to reach the next step in their evolution, which they see as human. So. They want to move into Luthadel because that's where humans live. They want to trade coins with each other and have currency because that's what humans do. So they're kind of striving to be more human, which is fascinating. And that's the end of Chapter 42. All right. Um, my guess was wrong. Bum, 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 bum. Good guess. What was your though. guess? Somebody's poisoned the waterhole because it went back to the well poisoning plot point. Oh, I missed it. It was earlier in the week, and I think I read it late at night because I'm trying to fall asleep. There's Not that the book is boring, but that just that reading in general kind of tires me out. Okay. Hey, anyway. Alrighty. Chapter, oh wait, chapter 42. Anything happened in that chapter? Did I miss something? No. No, you, you pretty well somebody covered somebody poisoned the waterhole. Yeah, I, I kind of missed That's that true. completely, actually. I mean, they talk about it later, so it's not a big deal. And they talked about it earlier. Like, it's it's sort of an ongoing thing. Yeah. Only that it was the perfect opportunity to use that as a bullet point. And I know. But you missed it. I, I did it, though, before. I'm yeah, he, he did, like, all. a couple of weeks ago. I just figured it'd come back. I can't get that picture of Woody being a snake in his own boot out of my head. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> chapter Chapter 43. Vin watches over Ellen. Zane, poop emoji, enters and says that Demo is a traitor. That makes no sense. Zane asks Vin to go on a regicide date. So Vin is watching over Ellen. He did get a little injury uh, during his Colossus escapades. And Vin's like, well, geez, how am I supposed to protect this guy? My, the love of my life, the guy I'm risking myself to protect. going to go walk into the enemy camp. And, you know, Ellen is unconscious. And Zane comes in and tries to convince Vin that Demo is the traitor. But Vin isn't really having it. She's like, that doesn't make any sense. That's bunk. And so Zane changes the subject. He's like, let's go kill Set. Otherwise, your boyfriend might be in trouble. So they go out on a regicide date. And then Vin and Zane terrorize Keep Hasting. Vin eventually makes it into the room with Set and Gnjordan. Set has no Alamancer. Vin killed them all months ago. Vin decides not to kill Set. Zane is sad. Poo-hoo. So, yeah, there we go. They kill tons and tons of people. In that, remember that set had been housed in Luthadel in one of the abandoned noble houses, and he had a thousand soldiers with him. And later on, I think we learned that she killed. They go and count the dead bodies, and there were 300 that she killed out of the thousand. In a span of about 10 minutes, 
And then she gets to set. And, you know, Vin's all paranoid. She always thought that there's always another secret, right? That's what Kelsier taught her. And she thinks that Set must be a Mistborn, or maybe Gnorndin is a Mistborn. And no, Gnorndin just comes at her with, like, a stick. And Set's like, forget it, kid. She's going to kill us. And, you know, Vin doesn't go through with it. She realizes that Set and Gnorndin aren't Alamancers and it's basically just like swatting a fly and she doesn't feel good about it and that's not what Zane wanted Zane wanted her to murder everybody instead of just almost everybody and that's the end of chapter 43 mm. true don't you mean you just gotta do secret stuff sometimes <laughs> that's right that was the famous line that Kelsier always repeated you just gotta do <laughs> secret stuff sometimes Jet you're stepping on my sound clip you just gotta do secret stuff sometimes. Thank you. Stepping on your sound <laughs> clip so we can... Yeah, this is gonna go in a future intro. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, my future Mike, when you edit this episode, make sure you get a sound bite of that. Future. Oh, editing, though. <laughs> hey, future Mike, can you do more work for us, Kate? <laughs> future Mike is tired. <laughs> But future Mike is asleep right now because he's not existent. Right? All right. Mike needs to take Next better chapter. care of himself. Yeah, if present Mike would exercise more, then future Mike wouldn't be so tired. All right, let's 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 move on. You just got to do secret stuff sometimes. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> Any questions about chapter 43? Anything from chat? No, nope. chat's actually really quiet this time. I think it's because only Lamguin is chat. Moving on. Yep. Chapter 44. Set withdraws his army. Bloody hell. Clubs nods. Vin killed 300 dudes in 10 minutes. Vin is stable. Ellen's trust that Vin had a good reason to attack Set. Orsur finds Vin. Ellen finds Vin. They talk. Vin wants to go north to Terrace, but Ellen would stay to serve Luthadel. Orsur opens his shoulder pouch to hold Vin's ABC ATM. Gross. <laughs> and that's the end of chapter 44. We have Vin's vomited up ATM and <laughs> Orsur's gross shoulder pouch where he opens up a fold and is getting to hold on to it. I can't Think of anything more sickening that I've read from Mr. Sanders. How about I mean, the part where you know she's going to eat it again later? <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically that. Well, I mean, she's eating her own vomit. If she gives it to someone else to eat, that would... Oh, she probably she's going to eat it, it again. She's going to eat it again after it's been inside this weird muscle shoulder thing. <laughs> it's a well, it's dog meat like, flesh look, pouch. Look, if it makes you feel better, just picture him more like a mystery. They're like, it's a bundle of ooze. No big deal. No, it's a Kirby that doesn't poop. It's yes, a Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old dog with a dog meat flesh pouch. I guess that's alright. It's just like, yeah. You know, it's like jello. Right. Like eating a rare steak. I am though, it's like jello. Well, technically, he only has the dog's bones, right? Not his flesh. Yeah, right? it's imitation dog meat. Yeah. 
Just like Grandma used to make. Dog. <laughs> wow. Meat. So Set withdraws his army. Uh, probably has something to do with the fact that uh, Ben killed 300 dudes. And uh, this the first part of Chapter 44 is written from Breeze's perspective. And it kind of, his part ends on him saying bloody heck and clubs nods. So this is not a good turn of events. The the uh, Mexican standoff, so to speak, is kind of coming to an end here, and the siege will soon be broken. And Ellen, after getting the body count, and affirms that he believes Vin is stable and that he trusts that she had a good motive. And then Orsor pops in and says, uh, I found Vin. And then Ellen goes to the spot and talks to Vin and you know, they they have a tender moment. Vin's a little reluctant at first. She doesn't very good about herself, but uh, she still cares for Ellen and realizes that Ellen cares for her. And they have a nice moment. They talk. And Vin kind of breaks it to him. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of leaving. Will you come with me? And Ellen says that he has a responsibility to serve Luthadel. And Ben shows him that she has some ATM that Zane gave it to her. I think she says that Zane gave it. To her. They at least mention that there is another Mistborn in the city, and they're saying, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. It's kind of a. Uh, chapter 44 is just kind of a connection between the action from 43 and whatever is going to happen in 45. It's kind of like some downtime to reflect on all of the stuff that just happened. I mean, 43 was sort of, like, dense action-wise. Uh, all, yeah. all that dude-offing. Yeah, it's 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 heavy. That's what I mean. It's like... Remember it's, how many dudes there were? Well, there are far fewer dudes than there were last right. night. Many, many less dudes. Fewer dudes. Thank you, Mike. Nope. I means what I said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that all you have for 42 through 44? Well, I must say I'm a little disappointed that they just kind of dropped the Chondra hunt when they had a major breakthrough. That's been a major plot point in the book. And, you know, Vin apparently found a way that she can find the Chondra and then she goes and attacks it. <laughs> I mean, not much time has passed between these things, though. I, think. I guess that's true. A lot of uh, stuff came up. Like, and it's like there was well, a whole. Uh, Ellen so was Vin in. was recovering, and then Ellen didn't want to wait for Vin to finish recovering, so he did right. stuff on his own. And then Set showed up, and uh, I'm sorry, um, Zane Poop Emoji showed up and just kind of talked her into going on a killing spree. So, and then it, that's, and then you know, obviously she has all the remorse from the killing that she did. And that's just where we left it. So, hopefully, we'll get back to that Conjure hunt and, and by the end of part four. All right, we have two episodes left of of like content of this book, and then we'll probably do a like a full episode just overview. But things are about to shake loose, and we're about to start avalanching. Which means, before you learn more things, I need to know what you think is going to happen first in this book, and then what do you think the plot of book three is going to be? Okay, what will happen in this book? Well, it's called Well of Ascension, and Vin is talking about going north to Terrace, so 
I'm guessing that this book will take Vin to the Well of Ascension. So, I think that's a pretty good, solid guess there. And I, I'm, I'm thinking back also to, oh dang, they're gonna do it. The Colossus are just gonna come in and slaughter everybody. Okay, that's what's gonna happen. So, so, well, we already we also have the front between Luthadel and Straff and King Penrod, basically handing the city over to Straff. So, I think he's gonna go through with that, and then after that, the Colossus are gonna come into the city while Straff is in charge, and uh. Basically, to kill all of Straff's soldiers for us—that would be nice. Um, oh, I have a—I uh, have a quick correction. Thank you, Tori. Uh, it's actually four more episodes and an overview. This book has six sections and not five, which was what threw me right. off. So we have two part, two episodes for part five, and then part six is its own episode. Yes, one one for four, two for five, one for six, one plus two yes. plus one, four, one plus well, two plus one plus one. Stop. <laughs> chapter. I knew I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> okay. So, yes, thank you, Tori, for catching that. Sorry, everybody, for being wrong. So, yeah, I suppose that the old Chandra philosophy or the old Chandra prophecy is going to come true where the humans are going to use the Coloss. And I don't know if we actually, at least in my parts, mentioned the, this this Chandra prophecy that Orsor has told the Vin, but Basically, there's going to be this nuclear Armageddon that occurs, but replace nuclear with Coloss because humans are going to use the Coloss as a weapon to attack each other, and the Coloss basically going to wipe out humankind. And I have a feeling that that's basically going to come true, maybe not on a global scale, but at least in the central dominance. Coloss will wipe everybody out. I I believe Ellen is going to be fine because I I need to see those Valellan babies. I need them to get together. That's that's my number one ship in this book. No, the Zane. Please, they're brother and sister. No, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that theory. Oh, Spoilers, man. Craig. Oh man, you edit I... that part out, Mike. Yeah. Hey, future Mike, edit out Craig's reaction to them being brother and sister. Future Mike, belay that order. <laughs> <laughs> so, in in my theory crafting, Vin and Zane are half-brother and half-sister. They have the same mother, who might be a terrorist woman and might be a Chandra. <laughs> Honestly, I thought... <laughs> I didn't realize we were still going with that theory, and it's hard to keep track of all your theories. So... <laughs> Oh, maybe they'll find out that Doxin is the Chandra because the Coloss won't kill him. Hmm. Anyways, so Vin's going to get to the Well of Ascension after the Coloss. At least kill all of Straff's dudes. Maybe the Luthadel Sky will still be around. And she's not going to eliminate the Coloss completely in this book. And here's how I know why. Uh, The cover of heroine of ages the third part of this series clearly shows vin standing over the corpse of a coloss so she's gonna be fighting coloss in book three absolutely but what if that's the last coloss 
That could just be a buster sword. You don't know. Yeah, where the heck is this buster sword? We're almost done the book. Where is the buster sword? That's a Coloss sword. It's so easy. Oh my gosh. Because when the Coloss kill each other, they take they take the weapons off of their fallen opponents slash comrade. And Ben's going to have to kill a Coloss and get a buster sword off of him. Got there. <laughs> I just like that we're calling it a buster sword. Did you see my cover? No, I know. I have looked it up. I'm like, that is totally a buster sword. It's absolutely a buster sword. <laughs> so in this book, apparently she's going to kill some Coloss and take a sword, then go to the Well of Ascension, get some, some kind of power to drive the Coloss out of Luthadel, but won't have yet eliminated them. And book three is going to be about uh we're finally we're not going to learn what the deepness is in this book we're finally going to learn in book three and i i think that it's still going to be more than just the myths themselves maybe something related to the myths and we did learn that at least according to Chandra tradition that the lord ruler created the Chandra, but that doesn't mean he made them out of nothing he might have made mist wraiths into Chandra. So we'll see. Maybe the deepness actually is the mist wraiths, and they were running amok until they had some kind of contract that the Chandra made with the Lord Ruler. And maybe Vin's gonna have to take that up. I don't know. She's either gonna have to kill some dudes or get some dudes to bow to her. She's like, she's gonna, she's good. She's it. She's the heroine of ages, guy. So you're saying she needs to have another good old fashioned dude off. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna off some dudes yeah and uh you know and and i know that the prophecies aren't necessarily going to come true literally but I, they'll come true in some way like i said you know the coloss wiping out the central dominance maybe not uh a, a global massacre but maybe uh maybe vin will drive them out of luthadel and then the global massacre <laughs> will start and i there, there has also been a theory thrown out by the characters that the deepness was actually the Coloss, but Seiza just kind of dismissed that. Seiza or, or Sir, I forget. One of them just kind of dismissed it immediately. Like, ah, we thought of that, but it didn't, didn't really fit all the prophecies or whatever. So, yeah. All right. Um, do you book, have book anything else? Be... Oh. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Hey, I want to hear what book three is going to be. This is going to be good uh, book, stuff. Book three is going to be Vin using her, her well powers. To, to subdue the Coloss. The power of the well. Yeah. You know, the ability to uh, have somebody drop a bucket and bring up water. Sure. And that's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's all it does. That's what wells do. Maybe hey, the well of ascension is... <laughs> Maybe the well of ascension is actually referring to literal ascension and it will take her up into space. I don't know. Wow, that's deep. No, it's that's the opposite of deep. Yes, it's shallow. I guess space is deep. It's just deep in the other direction, like deep space nine. <laughs> there you go. Space <laughs> is deep in the other direction. <laughs> right. Today we learn <laughs> space is big, really big. No, even bigger. What's it from, Craig? We're not going to keep quoting 
Hitchhiker's Guide. We are going to keep quoting Hitchhiker's Guide. Actually, I need to kick you off soon because we're on time constraints. Okay. But real quick, Tori did, in the episode that was released today, episode 30, Tori did quote Hitchhiker's Guide. So there you go. I did, and I'm about to do it again. Oh, snap. All right, I'm out. For all the fish. You're welcome. Bye. (laughs) All right. Bye, Dave. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. So, you have that, uh, the warning up yet? Spoilers! Alright. Okay, we've got so many things. So many things that are all wrong. First off, this book <laughs> will take Vin to the Well of Ascension. Yes. It's true. Uh, it's just not where, where he thinks it is, and anyone thinks it is. The Coloss are going to come in and slaughter everybody. Also, yes. That's true, but it's Vin's crew, not Straff, because why would Straff risk his neck for that? He knows better. Uh, Coloss going to wipe out humankind. Sort of, not really, kind of close. I'll give that. I'll give that a partial. Yeah, because Ruin uses them as a tool, so they do that. But it's not like they're just there. They're they're a thing to deal with. It's not anything big. Uh, Vin and Ellen babies. Nope, hundred percent no. wrong. Ah, so sad. If they'd lived long enough, they would have, but they didn't. Yeah. The Coloss won't kill Dachshund. Oh, boy. Wrong. How about that? I know. I know. My response was too soon. Yeah, that's a rough one. (sighs) That's gonna... Well, that happens after we actually find the Chondra. So Dave won't be like, oh, no, my Dachshundra. Like, we'll know by then who the enemy spy West Chandra is because we're going to reveal next episode. See, I don't know. I think Dave is going to stick to his theory and then assume that there are three Chandra. <laughs> okay. Make sure you write that down and we can see if he, if that continues when uh, Dox is doxed. Uh, all right. The next thing is get power from the Well of Ascension to drive the Coloss out of Luthadel. He has the vague events, but he's got the order wrong. Uh, Vin deals with the Coloss first, and then Well of Ascensions. Yep. Uh, And Vin doesn't get any power from the Well of Ascension. Ellen gets power from near the Well of Ascension. Uh, The deepness is not the miss, just related to them. Nope, it's the miss. It's, It's ruin using the miss and cranking up how bad they are. So the the deepness is the deepness is whatever ruin wants it to be based on the prophecy. So at this point in time, it's the mist. Back in Elendi's time, it was probably something else. Uh, no, I think it, it was also the mist. It was the mist coming during the day and blocking out the sunlight. I think that's just ruin making things up. I mean, we know the mist to be preservation's body, so. Right. It's it just, was it was ruined cranking up like how powerful the mists are. Yeah, he, he can change that because of how weak preservation made himself be. 
the next thing he said is, The Lord Ruler made Chandra from Mistrades. And that one is extremely right. Well done, Dave. Yeah, but also Mistrate didn't exist until the Lord Ruler. Right, the Lord Ruler made Mistrace, and then he made Chandra from Mistrace. That's true. Dave yeah, just missed, like, did. the first step there. He's got steps, you know, two through ten. Yep, yep. Uh, and then finally, book three is Vin using her well powers to beat the Coloss. No. I want me some well powers. Extremely <laughs> not. Uh, yep. Alright, uh, do we have anything else to discuss about Dave's guesses? They are so- spot on for our enjoyment. So what would you guys do with well powers? I mean, there's really all you can do is just drop a bucket in and come back up with water. And that sounds uncomfortable for me personally. Those kind of well powers. But you're you're an ascending well. Yeah. You ascend. I guess I'd throw a bucket up into the air inside me and bring out yeah. water. That yeah. sounds even more uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. Um, but with Well of Ascension powers, with, with like, the all the powers of preservation, ooh, what would I do? Um, I mean, if we've got the Lord Ruler's single-time use of it as a guide, probably nothing right. Yeah, basically. Well, he, he was also trying to fix things, and this stuff ain't fixable. And, well, when when Vin takes it... Like, Ruin stops her from actually doing anything useful. Yeah. He didn't stop the Lord Ruler, because... Because the Lord Ruler, his first thing was he shoved the planet the wrong way. Hey, Ruin's cool with that. Yeah, like, everything the Lord Ruler did was bad. Yes. It was... I mean, short term, it they could survive, but they were definitely worse off compared to how it was pre-Lord Ruler. So... Ruin's okay with that. And of course, he was just going to use it to escape later on. He's like, okay, I can work with this. This works for me. Ruin was probably back there like, yes! Yeah, basically. And isn't, like, one of the first things that Vin does to, like, spin the planet real fast? Yes, she does that. Good job, Vin. Well, because it was was getting hot because of, uh, she got, all the ash mounts were plugged. It was getting really hot, and then Things are starting to burn, so if she spins it, yep, that works. And then yeah. there were tsunamis. Finn needs to play Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> yeah, well, she sort of did, just with her planet. I mean, sure. Alright, uh, do we have anything else on this? I'm sure Craig would like to end so that he can get into racing mindset. Have but anything yep. else? No, that's it. Alright. Then, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye, Bye. Internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.